Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone, and in this episode, I'm joined by S. Renee Smith. S. Renee is a nationally recognized self-esteem, branding, and communication expert, coach, speaker, and author. She's done, you know, a couple things. Her confident, courageous, and unstoppable mindset has been shaped by failure, rejection, and criticism. She's developed her life-changing There Is More Inside live and online programs based on the spiritual principles that she practices that have led her to her accomplishments and the deliberate successes of her clients. She is a thought-provoking and insightful speaker, as you will definitely know by the end of this episode. Her ultimate goal is to help people grasp what's inside of them and build confidence and create a likable, marketable, incredible personal brand and executive presence leading to the personal and professional successes they are seeking God for. So what are we talking about today? Overcoming the scarcity mindset. You might be saying, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, let's find out. Uh, But first, S. Renee, welcome. Thank you, Jordan. It is so good to be with you. And I love the introduction, by the way, um, the, 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 uh, all the insightful stuff. I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> oh, you will. I'm, looking, I'm certainly looking forward. Oh, well, good. And we, so are I, so am I, and so are we. Um, so let's start off by defining what scarcity mindset is. Cause like I said, in the intro, I have a feeling a lot of our listeners are maybe going, what? Kind of scratching our heads a little bit. So I'd love for you to just kind of lay it out for us. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is um, the fact that when we when we look scripturally, right, the, the Bible tells us that Jesus says that I come, that you may have life and you may have life abundantly. So the first piece is you haven't grabbed a hold of that scripture, right? And that truth. So your, your take, your mind is in a place of, I don't have enough. I'm Mm. not enough. And there isn't enough. Mm. So, and when you're in that space, then you haven't taken a hold of that belief that you are entitled to having an abundant life. And that's what mental scarcity is all about. Are many of us operating in a scarcity mindset, and then maybe don't even know that we are? Like, is it something that we're maybe almost programmed to identify with? Hmm. Okay, so that's a good question. When you think in terms of are many people operating from a scarcity mindset, I don't know if it's intentional that they're operating from a scarcity mindset. I think that people have not, many people have not truly grasped what's inside of them. Mm. And as a result, a, a consequence of not understanding what's inside of you is my uh, mental and emotional scarcity. Right. So um, or mindset scarcity. So when you think in terms of mindset scarcity, you have to get to the core of it. Mm. And at the core is a clear understanding of who I am, the value that I bring and the fact that I am enough and that there is something greater within me that I have to tap into because that's my responsibility. God gave it to us, and now we have a responsibility to tap into it, take a hold of it, run with it, and make things happen as we've been called to do. And so 
I am of the thought process that when we get to a point where we understand that I am enough, I am enough, and I have enough, and my job is to to tap into it, understand. You know, when I ask people, Jordan, it's interesting. When I ask people, what is it that you want? All of a sudden, there's this pause. Mm. What do you want? As a result of not knowing, of, of being unaware of what you really want, it's hard to get it because it's difficult to find the path. And it's difficult to even ask God for what you want, because oftentimes we'll ask him and we'll get it and don't even, and then there's this discontentment. So mindset scarcity is really comes from a place of not knowing yourself, what you want and what's within you that's going to help you get there. What are maybe some internal voices or conversations that people dealing Mm. with scarcity mindset might be hearing that maybe they can't put a label scarcity mindset on it, but it's, it's blatantly that. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not enough. Look at her. She's Mm. prettier than me. Um, I wish I didn't have all this weight on me. Mm. I wish my hair was brown. I wish my eyes were blue. Um, I wish that if I had just done this, then I would have gotten that. Um, um, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm about to release another, a a new book and in it, I write about statistics. Um, we have a tendency to believe statistics over believing God Mm -hmm. and the fact that, when we look and read about statistics, it impacts us mentally because we take a hold of it. So for an example, uh, statistics say that um, because you are a woman, a man has a greater chance of getting the job than you do. Mm. Or statistics will say because I'm African-American, the chances are that a white woman would have a greater chance than, than I have. Mm. Or statistics will say, because I'm sure I can't, you know, land this, this particular type of job, right? You know, such as a model, right? So there are these qualifications and because I don't fit the physical and mental qualifications, then I, I, I don't get the job. Not true at all. And my life is a living example of that. And I have many clients that also have been able to get that breakthrough. So let me give you a a, a for an example. I am 5'3". And um, most models are 5'7", 5'8", 5'9". I modeled for 10 years, made a living, bought my home, bought my car, right? I'm not trying to preach prosperity. I'm trying to teach purpose. And when God puts something in you and you're afraid to take a hold of it and move forward, then you haven't embraced, I come that you may have life and have life more abundant, mm. like. Right. And so um, all of the things that we believe that uh, uh, we, we think about ourselves is really our truth. And what is truth? I'm giving you a truth, but unless you take it and own it and live by it, it's not truth. It's just those are just words. And we can often quote a scripture, but unless you truly believe it, 
I often say you have to get your mind, your mouth, and your emotions in alignment. So what I think and what I say and what I do are all in alignment. That's when I'm living truth. But if my mind says one thing and I'm thinking another and my body isn't going in another way, what happens? I'm disjointed. Mm. I'm confused. I'm in chaos. I'm in uncertainty. So, yeah. Yeah, no, and I feel like... You know, you, you're talking about chaos, uncertainty. I also kind of feel like another emotion that goes hand in hand with scarcity mindset is regret. Like, I almost feel like you tell yourself, you know, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not, you know, because you almost regret not putting yourself out there, not pushing yourself. Um, and then you see other people do it sometimes maybe even effortlessly. And that's what kind of makes you go, Oh, you know, if only, and you know, man, I wish, and you know, that kind of a thing. Like I almost feel like regret comes in. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, Jordan, that regret comes in. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is we often don't forgive ourselves mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. we say I, you need to, and we're taught to forgive other people, but at what point do we say, you know, as Renee, you missed the mark on that. I forgive you. Mm, because yeah. ultimately, you made that decision. You made the decision. It had nothing to do with leadership. Didn't have to, anything to do with your spouse. It didn't have anything to do with your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. You made the decision. But I don't know if it's because we're not connected enough with ourselves to understand and to get, we are making decisions every day. When you have a thought, you have to, you have that thought, but you can embrace another thought as well. Cause the first thought is what you can't say. I can't, unless you already said I can. Mm. Right. Yeah. So the only reason why you said I can't is because somewhere in your psyche, you thought that you could. Hmm. And you're answering that you're, you're answering the truth with your truth. So God presents you with an opportunity and you will think, Oh, I should go for it. And something tells you I can't. So what, no, whatever thought you have, that is a doubt. It's an answer to something that you've already thought that you believed you could have. <laughs> well, and I feel like confidence comes into play too. You know, I mean, are you, you kind of excuse away and figure out a way around going after something that seems really difficult or unattainable. And it's because you don't have confidence in yourself that you'll get there. You're yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because I always um, debate with that word. And, and of course, I wrote the book Self-Esteem for Dummies, our co-author did, and, you know, recognized in that area of self-esteem slash confidence. And I do believe that if, for me, if you had the thought to believe that you could have the thought to do it, then you, you believe that you could do it. Mm -hmm. There is something else that's undealt with that doesn't come from confidence. So remember, everything has a core, right? Everything has a core. Mm -hmm. So remember, we talked about mental scarcity. Mm -hmm. What's at the core of mental scarcity, right? The inability to embrace a higher truth. Mm -hmm. Why are, do you, why is it that you have the inability to embrace a higher truth? It, so when you go back, everything we, we it, 
Confidence is, is, is the outcome. What's at the core? What's going on inside of you? What is the undealt with challenge that you're dealing with that you have yet to take hold of? I remember, I'll share this with you. This is really, you know, okay. So I'll, I'll, I will be the, I will be the guinea pig here. (laughs) (laughs) By all means. (laughs) So at one point of my life, I could remember where I didn't, I was taught that money, money doesn't grow on trees, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And as a result, that directly impacted me and my relationship with money. And for a while, I would give things away. Mm. And I would, I would say, God told me to give this to you, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I didn't feel comfortable asking for the person to pay for it. Mm. Right? And a lot of times we blame God for what we want to happen in our lives. We hold him hostage and hold him accountable for decisions we make because we haven't dealt with what's at our core and what has impacted us. And so for, for, for me, I believe that it's always about going within and really getting to the core issue because that is the only way change will take place. Mm. You, can, you, can, you can speak scripture over your life Every day of the week, change doesn't take place until you literally deal with undealt with issues. And I know this because I was the one who kept speaking scripture, but not seeing change Mm. because there has to be that piece of, you know, okay, what is it that's really ailing me or creating disease within my spirit and not allowing me to, to soar? the way that God has called me to. Mm. Well, shifting a little bit. So on the other end Mm -hmm. of the spectrum of the conversation is operating Mm -hmm. from an attitude of gratitude, which it's November that, you know, gratefulness, thankfulness that's on everybody's heart right now. Um, So if you're someone who's currently living in this scarcity mindset that we've been talking about, how do you begin, I'm going to call it the extraction process of going over to more of a grateful mindset? Because I feel like that is kind of a, a little bit, at least, of the antidote here to scarcity mindset. Yeah. Um, I think it's simple. Mm, good. From, <laughs> yeah, it's real simple. It's a choice to say thank you. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to say thank you. It's just a choice to wake up every day and to say thank you and to look for things to say thank you for. Mm. So it's not real. That's not real complicated because that's an outcome. That is a, okay, um, the hard work is the core work. The I'm grateful, I'm not grateful, right? I'm not going to say anything. I am going to say anything. It's just a choice. It's a choice that I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to thank God for the trees. I'm going to thank him for the grass. I'm going to thank him for the bed. I just um, uh, got up and 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 I, I just uh, got up and got out of. I'm going to thank him for the water that's running on my body. I'm going to thank him for the food that I'm about to eat. And no matter whether it doesn't matter whether you like what you're eating at the moment. <laughs> I'm so thankful for the experience to be able to know that I don't like raisins, right? Not that I don't like raisins. I love raisins. But so no matter what, I'm thankful. I am thankful. It was really funny because 
recently um, I was on travel and I, you know, the vehicle that my parents or it was in, it broke down. We ended up, we, my husband and I met back up with them. They were out there for three hours. We were out there for three hours waiting for a triple A to come. Oh my goodness. However, in that, we still gave thanks, right? Mm-hmm. Let me share with you what happened after that. The vehicle was taken. It was worked on. However, when my parents were headed home just before the Bay Bridge, Whoever worked on it forgot to screw the screws in tightly. Oh, no. As a result, the entire universal system could have completely stopped operating. And today, they could be in the ocean. Oh, my however, goodness. However, because we believe, because of gratitude, along the way, despite what was happening, despite... We kept looking for ways. Well, at least it's three hours and we're together. Well, at least, right? Even though they were wrong, they're absolutely wrong for how they, we were treated. Absolutely, they need to correct their systems. Absolutely, that's fine, but we can't control that. Mm-hmm. What we can control and the decision that we can make is what are we going to be grave, grateful for? Mm. And what is this teaching us? And what is this gives us the opportunity to teach others? Mm. Choice. It's all choice. Mm. And it and it comes from a place of higher consciousness and awareness of what you're doing in your own head and in your own heart. Yeah. Well, and I feel like too, so if you're in a scarcity mindset, I feel like you're trying to control too much and you really want to control too much. And then when you switch over and you get more grateful and kind of come from more of that mindset you're realizing that you don't really have control and you're giving it up. And that's when you start to actually really live a grateful life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to share with you uh, another story. Um, So I I don't want it to sound like, you know, roses, you know, this journey, you know, whoa, whoa, it's difficult, especially for people who may be on a job that's not working for them. They have a bad relationship with their boss or their marriage isn't where they want it to be, or their children aren't behaving the way they would want them to be, or they're totally overwhelmed by work and family and church. Like that's real, right? That's real Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And so I remember when I was on a job and I was being bullied by my boss and I ended up getting fired from the job. Long Mm. story short, I ended up getting fired from the job. And at that time of my life, I was, you know, I'd gone into what the doctor described as a depression, mm. right? That's what he diagnosed me as being depressed. Because at that time too, I was engaged to be married and my fiance and I called it quit. So mm. I kind of had two jabs, the emotional jab where I was connected to somebody and then the job. So um, I went in a place instead of, I, even though the doctor was saying, you're depressed and you need to be on antidepressants. And I'm not encouraging anyone not to use uh, antidepressants. I can't make that decision. But for me, I chose to try and find that place within myself where uh, that power place. And that's where there's more inside was born. It Mm. was literally born from 
being rejected, being told you're not good enough, being told you can't write. Uh, and I might add six books later and two book deals in the process, right? So people are going to tell you, you can't do something. And it does impact you mentally. It does make you feel like you're not enough. It does make you question yourself. And you begin to doubt who you are and begin to, you know, quote scriptures and they don't mean anything anymore. And that's a, that's a reality. That's a, that's a, that's a truth that we all have lived at some point. But here is the other piece of it. I'm going to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you anyway. Thank you. Show me the path that I'm to walk on. That whole situation that I thought was the worst thing could, that could have happened to me was the God leading me to the path that I'm on right now. Mm. So I say to people, I get it. I want you to know I get it. And I give you a virtual hug um, <laughs> because we do need it. We, mm -hmm. When you're in that place, you want someone, you, you're there with God, but you want someone to say, you're okay. Yeah. You're enough. You can do this. I'm with you. I'm rooting for you. We need that in our lives. So, you know, if you get in a place of gratefulness, those things will come to you and know that nothing, nothing, nothing happens by accident. Mm -hmm. Everything is guiding you to exactly where you're meant to be. So give thanks for just that reason. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and with any issue as all encompassing as something like scarcity mindset versus being grateful. I feel like having biblical examples or even just some scripture that you can call to mind to kind of strengthen your resolve to live in this attitude of gratitude is just really helpful, I'm sure, to a lot yeah. of us. So are yeah. there any any stories or just any scripture references that come to mind that you would share with us? Sure. So um, I like... I, I, I like a story. I'll give you a scripture. So I'll, I'll give you the scripture first. So I love the scripture <laughs> unto him that is able to keep me from falling and present me faultless mm -hmm. to the, you know, I love that, that, that scripture, but also I love the story about the man and the, um, at the pool of Bethesda. And many of you may know he had been there 38 years. He was crippled and geez, all of the people were around him and get this, get this. So it talks about, there were a lot of people who were with disease that were all in the same place and they were waiting for the water to be troubled. I say that because watch who's in your ear and who's you're hanging around mm. because when the Bible kind of lays that out for us that they all were crippled and they all were around and they all had the same mindset. They all had to hurry up and jump. They all had to beat each other, race each other to the pool. That's an example of how we feel sometimes that if I don't get this and somebody else is going to get it, well, if they get it, let's celebrate them for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's sitting at the pool. Jesus walks by 38, 38 years waiting for somebody to pick him up and take him and put him in the pool. And Jesus says, um, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be made whole? Well, he doesn't say yes. He goes into this big explanation. Stop explaining. You don't have to just say yes. Mm -hmm. Just say yes. And when he said, when, when Jesus says, pick up your bed and walk. And 
The guy goes off and he lives a great life and he has this great testimony. So that for me is a very, I've spoke on that scripture many times. That's why I know it off the top of my head. <laughs> talk about it in so many different ways because it says so much about who you hang around, what you believe is hindering you, what you believe that has to take place before you get what you want, which is a big issue for us. Mm. We believe, well, if I, if, I, if I have this position, I need to go three, to three other positions before I get this position. No. You have to hear what God is calling you to. Many people have said this, you know, about my career. Like, you're able to just jump because I don't, what I do is I hear it and I go for it. So hear it and go for it. Well, we have, just to kind of wrap up the conversation a little bit, we got a few questions from our audience. Um, when, you know, we asked them, what do they want to know about scarcity mindset, gratitude? Um, so I'd love to share a couple with you and just kind of get your thoughts. Um, so we got one question from Caitlin. And she said, I am the sole breadwinner in my family um, and definitely yeah. feeling the pressure. How do I live in abundance? So first of all, I want to say, I, I watched my sister as a single mother. So I, I get that. And I don't know if you're a single mother or just a single family household, uh, income household, but I, I understand how tough it could be. So I have a lot of compassion and understanding of that. Um, and not only that, I was single for a long time before I got married. Um, so I think that it's really about being grateful. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but blessing and thanking God for what you have. I want to share with you another biblical scripture that I use often. I tell my clients, you can't expect that what you curse to bless you. So remember when Jesus went to the, um, it says that Jesus hungered and he looked from afar and he went over to the fig tree. And when he went over to the fig tree, the fig tree, nothing was growing on it. So um, Jesus cursed it. And when the disciples came back through, they were like, oh my God, nothing has grown on that fig tree that Jesus cursed. That is a spiritual principle. Mm. You cannot curse something and then expect it to bless you. Because you cursed it with your words. So what I try to do is, and that doesn't mean you won't have moments where you want something to happen and it didn't happen. You're going to say something against it. Go back and say, angels, can you remove that seed I put into the ground? Because I don't want that to work. Right? <laughs> so whether it's your car that's not the car that you don't want and you're like, darn, this car, it's not doing whatever it is. Make sure that you, you thank God for it even if it's not what you want at this moment and you'll get more. And that's what I, that that's what I would offer her. Mm. So then the second question we have is from Rochelle um, who asked, are there any mantras or mental practices I can use to keep myself from slipping into the lie that I will never be or have enough? Mm. I believe that constantly saying that um, I, I like to say, you know, you have to find your own. I come that you may have life and life more abundantly. That mm. is one of my great scriptures. I also like um, uh, the scripture around um, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what he's going to do for those that love him. And I love that. I mean, I just believe it's all about finding a scripture that speaks to you, gets you charged up and get you, you believing that 
God is with you because for me, that is most important. And if anybody would ask me, what has gotten you to where you are today? It has been my faith in God. Totally believe him. Even when I didn't believe in myself, I believe God. (laughs) It was like, I, I, you know, it was like when I wrote my first book, took me like 10 years to write my first book. Um, And after I was called to write And it wasn't because, because I literally, and I mentioned this in my book, I literally said, God, who's going to read my book? Who's going to do that? And um, he said, if you look around, look at all the books that you have on your shelf. Did you read all these books? No, you read read part of them. You read, you know, it was clear that I had read some of them, but not all of them. So the point is, is that there is a purpose for you. Um, and find something that works for you. What works for me may not work for you, but I'm sure you'll find something that speaks to you. So before we wrap up, um, is there anything else you want to share? Wow. Wow. What would I like to share? I think that it's just really important for all of us to recognize that there is more inside of us. God tells us not to look high, don't look low, but look within. And when we look within, we find the abundance that we're looking for. We find the truth that we're looking for. As long as you look out, you will see all the beautiful, brilliant people that are around you. And you'll think that all of them are brilliant and beautiful, except you. But when you look within, you'll see your own brilliance shining and waiting for you to take hold and run. And so always know that no matter what's happening in your life, there is more inside you. Well, we're glad you joined us for this conversation about the scarcity mindset and how to live every day in a place of gratitude. If you've enjoyed the Work, Love, Pray podcast, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Please consider taking a moment to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Your support is much appreciated and your review will help Work, Love, Pray uh, get placed in front of other forward women and men who might like to join the podcast family. Thank you so very much for your help. For more information about this episode, please visit our website, forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org. And then click on the podcast graphic on our homepage. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.